Hi, I'm Wayne Rogers, and I invite you to Meet Me at the Mountain. This is Episode 3 of the Meet Me at the Mountain podcast, and I'd like to thank you for checking out this podcast and any and all of the podcasts that are located on the Scattered Abroad Network. I'm truly grateful to have the opportunity to work with Scattered Abroad in this way and to have you along for this journey with me over the mountain. In our last episode, we talked about the Lord's Mountain of Isaiah chapter 2 and how it culminates in Acts chapter 2 where we find the church, the kingdom of our Lord, and the saved are added to it, Acts 2 and verse 47. We discussed about that journey up to and into the Lord's Mountain and how amazing it truly is to find it and to now be a part of it. And there are great blessings that are found within it. But we'll save that thought for yet another episode. In today's episode, we have come to Truth's Mountain. Jesus says, recorded in John chapter 8, 31 and 32, If you abide in my word, you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. This is part of a great debate that Jesus is having with the Pharisees of his day. This is one of the Jewish sects of the day. These are a people who show by their very words and by their actions that they, they hate the truth. And this is often how people will act and sometimes react when the truth is being preached. Notice what happens in this situation. Jesus says this statement and then they make a rash comment. We have never been in bondage to anyone. Verse 33. Really? Israel's never been in bondage? Anyone who knows uh, just from a, a cursory glance at Israel's history, they spent 400 years in bondage in Egypt. Evidently, they hate the truth. They have tried to forget their own past in that way. Maybe they've ma felt that it made them weak. But in reality, not acknowledging one's past is what's weak. And so you see this rash comment that they make. We've never been in bondage to anyone. Well, that's just not the truth. And then their rash actions that follow, verse 33 and on down to verse 39, they're trying to make a connection, trying to hold on by claiming Abraham as their father, in fact. But the reality was, and Jesus calls them out for it, if you were Abraham's children, then you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father, the devil, and the desire of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. He is a liar and the father of it. And so you see their rash comment, their rash actions, and then another rash statement that they make. They, they go on to then to name-calling and character assassination. In verse 48, they respond by saying, you are a Samaritan, and you have a demon. It, many people today will start calling names and attacking the character of an individual rather than dealing with the issue of the truth that is in front of them. And so this, this happens often today, whether it's in the political arena or even in the religious arena or 
Sometimes even in the Lord's church it might happen. But at the very base of the problem is the fact that they have a heart problem. And ultimately, that results in being shown that they hate the truth. They also have a preconceived idea of the coming Messiah. In their minds, they have a a warrior king that is coming as the Messiah, going to lift the burden of Rome from off of their necks. They've forgotten that they're still under bondage right now. Not only are they under Roman bondage, but they are, in fact, under the bondage of sin, which is why Jesus is there trying to show them, I am the light of the world. They would also then have to give up their traditions. They'd have to give up their power as the ruling elite class of the Jewish people. I think it's unfortunate to see that even in our society today, that there's no honesty when it comes to the gender of a man and a woman. God made two, male and female. And at the very cell structure of mankind, we can tell if a person is male or female. But even then, our very newest Supreme Court jurist cannot define what a woman is. Because as she says, she's not a biologist. Really? Maybe it's just the truth that that the truth that does not go along with the agenda that they have. And so then rash comments, rash actions and statements, and sometimes even violence now have become okay. That's become normal. Because our society has so promoted the idea that truth is subjective as to whose it is. Some making the statement, my truth, your truth, and so forth. One thing to remember is that truth is dogmatic to its very core. You know, it does not care about our feelings. It does not care about our emotions. As It does not care whether you or I believe it or, or not. The fact that 2 plus 2 equals 4 does not change whether you or I believe it to be 3. It does not change because you and I might be offended because we believe with all of our hearts that the answer is 3. It does not change because you or I are are maybe sad because we feel that it should be 3. Sometimes we see the very same attitudes concerning religious truth, that which comes directly from God. And with such opposition, people will give such rash statements, and with their rash actions, they'll reject truth. And so with our text, we pick up a couple of things. John 8, 31, verse 32 Our Lord has made several declarations up to this point earlier in the teaching. In John 8 and verse 12, He says, I am the light of the world. And then in verse 24, He says, You must believe that I am He, or you'll die in your sins. Now, there were those present who had come to believe Jesus. While some remained unbelievers, these words were directed to those who 
had now begun to believe in him. If you abide in my word, he says, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That two-letter word, if, powerful word, showing that salvation is, in fact, conditional. There is something that those who have this newfound belief in Jesus, something that they must do. If. He says, if you abide in my word. But the guy in Woods stated that true discipleship is not by profession, but by action. It is a life one lives, and not simply or solely a doctrine to which one subscribes. That's it, isn't it? You have to abide in my word, he says. Then you are my disciples indeed. The blessing of discipleship continues. This is where one's belief leads to one's followed actions of the teaching. In this case, the teaching or the doctrine of Christ. This is also where verse 32 comes into play now. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Following the conditional statement, if you continue to abide in my word, you shall know the truth, which ultimately leads to this freedom. The truth comes from the words of Jesus, the eternal source of good and right. There is such a thing as truth. It can be known, and it must be known in order to produce freedom. The concepts of knowledge, truth, and freedom are so vitally important in every arena of life, but most certainly when it comes to eternal life. Truth has a responsibility. That is, we must obey it. Peter says, seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. Truth has a responsibility. We have to obey it. Knowledge has a responsibility. That is, we must know God and obey the gospel. That's what Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica. 2 Thessalonians 1, verses 7 through 9. And those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. Freedom. Freedom is to be gained through knowledge and truth. But we must not have the attitude of the Pharisees. We have never been in bondage to anyone, they say. Actually, we have been enslaved by sin. And therefore, we must change our allegiance by now following truth and being a servant to it. I want to read from Romans chapter 6, beginning in verse 16, down through the end of the chapter, verse 23. Romans 6, 16 through 23. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? But God be thanked that you, though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. 
I speak in human terms, Paul says, because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you were now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin, having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end, everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Freedom in Christ through truth's mountain. This is something I also had to come to grips with in trekking along in my journey up the mountain, finding the truth. There are a lot of religious voices out there that are wanting to be heard. But we should test all things according to the Scripture. That's what John wrote in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1 test or try the spirits to see whether they are of God. Acts 17 verse 11 gives us an example of the Bereans who did just that. They searched the scriptures daily to see whether those things that were being taught were the truth. And we too should do the very same thing. Thank you for spending your time with me in this study. In our next episode, we will meet at Foundations Mountain and explore passages like Matthew 7, 21 through 28. Until we next meet, thank you so much for meeting me at the mountain, and may God continue to bless us in our journey up the mountain together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.